You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. In this episode, we're going to talk about posture and body language, because this is something that can affect you whether you're a learner driver or whether you're an experienced driver, but also it can affect you outside of driving, so in all aspects of your life. So Kev, as I always do in every episode, I'm going to go over to you first and ask you for your top tips and thoughts about body language and posture. Okay, so first things I would look at is, you know, people walk into the car as a driving instructor, you can gain the type of mood someone's in by the way they're walking towards the car. You can tend to, you know, gain a lot of information on something's not right or they're really happy. Again, it works both ways. So from the moment people start walking towards the car, I can gain a, a slight inkling into how people are feeling or what they might be thinking towards their driving lesson. Okay, so does that mean that depending on the way that someone's walking towards the car, does that change the way that you react to them when they get in the car? I think it's something to be aware of. And then obviously I'm aware of that, so I would just ask questions, building rapport and have that relationship with people that are in the car with me. But it's also something to think about for people that are already driving. How does your body language relate to the way that you drive? And I know that you know quite a lot about body language and obviously posture as well comes into that from your research that you've done and the courses that you've done. So I'm going to ask you a question now. So I've heard a lot about the power pose. What is the power pose and how would that help you with your driving? Okay, yeah, this is one that I often put on social media posts and is in our quick tips within the website. And I think I've got it on the blog as well for driving test nerves. So power posing is, if you're interested in looking at power posing, then do a quick search on YouTube for a lady called Amy Cuddy. And she, there's some TED Talks there that she's done. Some of them are long, but they also do a shortened version. And so basically she suggests and the research that she's done suggests that your body language changes not only your mood, it changes your physiology. So it actually changes the chemicals that are in your body to help change your mood and the way that you're feeling. But also it can change your performance as well. So she suggests superhero type poses. So things like putting your hands on your waist and so having a wide stance and hands on your hips, elbows out, or even putting your hands behind your head in that sort of power pose. And she talks about athletes and the sort of poses that they do, that sort of winner's pose where they put their arms out in the air in a V. And these sorts of poses change the way that you feel. 
So it's something, it's one of those little tips that we mention sometimes for driving test nerves, that if somebody's, they might not want to do Superman or superhero pose in the middle of the test center, but you could do a sort of sneaky stretch or a, you know, sort of like pop in the toilets and do a power pose where nobody could see you. And certainly having a wide stance and putting your hands on your hips, you could get away with without feeling too self-conscious. Probably more important than a power pose, particularly for anybody who feels self-conscious about doing that, my main suggestion would be to make sure that somebody is sitting or standing up straight. So this can be whether you're in the test centre or it can be before you're driving or even when you're in the car, actually. Just being really conscious about your posture making sure that you're not slumped over. So making sure that your shoulders aren't curled in and making sure that you're not caving your chest in. Because if you do that, you can't breathe properly. And a surefire way of making your body stressed is not allowing it to breathe properly. So even if you're not into breathing exercises, and not everybody is, just making sure that you are sitting or standing up straight so that your chest is more expanded and you're allowing your body more room to breathe properly in the way that it wants to. And that will help keep somebody much calmer and you can use it in all sorts of situations. So just being conscious of, you know, what is your posture like? Is your body able to breathe properly? Are you sitting or standing up straight? So that leads quite nicely on to what I notice sometimes people do in the car is they sit too close to the steering wheel so they've set themselves up in the car they've got themselves nice and comfortable but the minute they start to drive what happens is they move forward their body moves forward to the steering wheel like they're trying to push the steering wheel closer to them yeah almost like their nose is touching the windscreen yeah exactly and it's that's again another it's a clue for me to sort of like Something's not quite right. They've adjusted themselves in the chair and they're sitting comfortably, but when they start driving or they come up to a situation, their posture changes. The way they're sitting changes. That's another clue for me to, right, okay, we have to talk about that. What's happened? Yeah. What's happened in that situation that's made them sit closer to that steering wheel? And it is natural that if there's something that is concerning that person if there's something if there's a, a particular junction or a particular roundabout that they really dread it's automatic that change of posture that preparing for action that getting ready that they're not going to be so sat back and comfortable but what are the effects so you notice those changes in posture and people how does that then affect their driving? If they're then hunched over the steering wheel, gripping the steering wheel tightly, nose against the windscreen, how does that change their behaviour? How does that change their driving? I suppose the first thing that changes, it's not as smooth. It's very disjointed. Whereas before they're potentially driving quite smoothly, as soon as they become tense, they start tensing up. So the steering wheel comes closer to them. As soon as they do that, what happens is the steering can't move as freely as it normally does because it's in a different position to how it normally is. So it's not as smooth. The pedals may well have changed as well because you, you can, you're sitting slightly in a different position. And what happens is not all the time, but sometimes people become blinkered. So as soon as you become sitting closer, 
what happens is you concentrate on one thing. Yeah. And you do one thing at a time rather than that, okay, I'm doing this, but I'm also looking out. I give you a roundabout as an example. People come up to the roundabout and, right, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to change gear. Well, I need to look. Rather than it being a more fluid motion where I'm looking, I'm slowing down, I'm selecting the gear I want, I'm still looking. Something's changed in them in that situation. So their driving changes as well. But it's normally the smoothness. Yeah. Now that all makes complete sense from a stress management point of view. When somebody is feeling stressed, then muscles tense up. When your muscles are tensed up, then you get these stiff, jerky movements. Mm -hmm. So that makes absolutely sense that those stiff, jerky movements are going to come across in somebody's driving and that their driving isn't going to be as smooth. So from a stress management point of view, this is where we recommend relaxation exercises and things like that because as human beings, we hold on to tension. So when the danger has passed, when the stressful situation has passed, Unfortunately, we don't let go of the stress and tension in our muscles. And so it, it tends to build up. So this is where relaxation exercises in between drives. So I'm not suggesting you start doing relaxation exercises while you're driving. But if you've had a stressful day, then try a relaxation exercise before going to bed, before going to sleep. You'll sleep better. But if you're releasing tension, then that won't be pent up in your muscles for the next day. The other thing that made sense was that attention. So when you said about them becoming blinkered, that's exactly what happens when somebody is stressed. Their attention, instead of being very broad, becomes very narrow. And that is a typical stress response. So I suppose it's very similar to, and again, this is something else I noticed with drivers, is when they're becoming nervous or the stress starts to build, what happens is they start to grip the steering wheel tight. Yeah. And you can see that and you can see the white knuckles. <laughs> yeah. So you're seeing that. And what happens is, whereas they normally would move the hands around the steering wheel quite fluently, what happens is it's more of a jerky movement because yeah. they're gripping so much that they literally can't release the hands to move them around the steering wheel. Is that another sign of stress yeah definitely and from a driving instructor point of view are there any tips apart from suggesting to somebody that they release and loosen their grip are there any tips and tricks of the trade well what i tend to do is we stop somewhere and ask the question what i noticed is that your steering change and you're gripping the steering wheel quite tightly what caused that change you know what was happening at that time that made that happen and Normally it's something, oh, that's a busy situation or there was a fast car behind me or whatever it was. So sometimes what we can do is practice, you know, you just mentioned release. Mm. So when your hands are on the steering wheel and you, you feel your t hands are starting to tense up, what you can do is imagine you've got a fist. So your hands curled up into a fist and then just release it as much as you can so the fingertips and the palms are all showing and you're stretching those fingertips out as far and as wide as they can go. Lovely. So open the hand, fingers out wide, and in a sort of flicking action. Flicking and releasing. Flicking and releasing. Throwing and the tension away. Exactly that. And you can even have that phrase. We've used that before. So again, it's gone or release. 
or think of your own words that you can use in that situation because then you're more likely to remember it. And again, I deal a lot with 17, 18 year olds that are going for exams and the same thing happens when they're writing. Yep. So when they're writing, they're getting nervous and you can feel you're gripping that pen really hard because you've got to do lots of writing. But what happens is just drop the pen, clench the fist up and then release again. And you'll find that you, your tension just goes again. Yeah, lovely. And that idea actually of tightening it up as tight as you can before releasing. So actually you're making it even tenser before you release. Exactly. And that's part of progressive relaxation exercises. So that's a really good idea. So another one I'll add in, because the other thing, not only do people grip the steering wheel, but also their shoulders end up <laughs> by their ears. <laughs> so you, you have this very sort of tense stance. So again, very, very similar sort of action at the side of the road is to lift your shoulders up as close to your ears as you possibly can and then drop and release. So very, very similar thing. Um, and another one that you can add into that, which some people might be a bit self-conscious about. It might feel a bit daft for some people. But the other one is to screw your face up as much <laughs> as you can. So screw it up into as tight, you know, screw your nose up, screw your, your mouth and your eyes up as tight as you can and then release again. We have so many muscles in our face which hold on to all of that stress and tension and all of our emotions. And often if you can screw your face up and release, you can feel some of those emotions releasing at the same time. After you've screwed up your face and you've released it, try smiling. And we've talked about this in a previous podcast. But, you know, if there's one thing that you can do, and this is one that you can do while you're driving as well, is smile. So if you're on a driving test, if you're at the test centre, if you're in lessons, but you don't have to be a learner as a driver. If you smile while you're driving, that reduces the stress signals that your brain sends out to your body. So it really changes the way that you feel, but it also changes the people around you. So in a test centre situation, that's going to change the way your driving instructor reacts to you. It's going to change the way that the examiner reacts to you. But while you're driving, if you're smiling, it's also going to change the way that other drivers react to you. So just as a driver, if you're smiling and you let somebody else and you smile at them, they tend to smile back at you and you pass it on. So smiling's a, a really good one. We'd, when we do that on lessons, we have little games. I play loads of games on my lessons. And what we do is see how many people we can get to wave at us. So we might be doing sort of like a meeting situation where you've got parked cars and you have to deal with oncoming traffic. So let's see how many people we can get to wave and say thank you to us or how many people we can say thank you to for being patient. And just see how people's faces change when you actually say thank you or you wait for them and they say thank you to them. So it's quite interesting, that smiling. Yeah. I, I like smiling. It, it just makes driving a more pleasant experience, doesn't it? And I suppose it's very similar because I notice people when they're feeling a little bit nervous or they're feeling anxious in a situation, it's more quick motions. They use quick foot movements or quick hand movements. Yeah. And I suppose it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, what they're doing is... They feel something and it's very quick and jerky. Yeah. And, and then problems occur because it's not so much of the skill of driving, 
but of the situation that we're in. Yeah, definitely. And when you're stressed, everything is poised for action. It's all about fight, flight, hide, freeze. So, yeah, it's all about poised for action, fast movements and jerky movements. And for me, as an instructor, what I try to find out is in those situations where this is happening, and I suppose people could even ask themselves this question, is, is it a lack of understanding about what to do in that situation? Is it, do they actually understand or do they have the knowledge to deal with that situation or is something missing? And that can help as well, you know, finding out what actually is causing people to feel nervous, stressed, tense, or what is going on in that situation and find that out for yourselves, you know, well, I'm not sure how to judge the gap at a roundabout or I don't know what gear to use for this roundabout. So that lack of knowledge can actually cause people's body language and posture to change as well. Yeah, so it's a real clue. Why is that particular situation so stressful? Is there a gap in knowledge? Is there a gap in understanding? And actually then go in and fill in that gap, finding out what to do in that situation, making sure you completely understand will mean that actually you get less of a stress response. And so your body language will stay more relaxed so that's a great tip for people that haven't got an instructor as well then isn't it so yeah you know if you have passed your test and you you are driving already but you know certain situations give you those feelings that we've described there ask yourself you know what is it that's causing me to feel that is it a lack of understanding or knowledge but then where can I find that understanding and knowledge now? Yeah. Now, what can I do to fill that gap? Where do I go? Do I talk to someone? Is it a book? Is it video? You know, find out. Yeah, you know. find out. Because there's loads of resources. So if you have got a gap in your driving knowledge, then actually, you know, there's great books by the DVSA. There's some fantastic YouTube videos out there. There's all sorts of resources. Yeah. We've got resources on our website. There's, you know, there's so many resources. Or even see if a local driving instructor can do you one lesson on that particular area that's bothering you. So you just do a little refresher on yeah. whatever is a problem for you. A favourite technique of mine is something, I think I just like the word because it's a really long word that I like to say, which is pandiculation. Um, and well. <laughs> <laughs> this is a technique that I use in stress management quite a lot. And it's a really quick, easy, natural hack for resetting the body's nervous system. And so pandiculation is not as fancy as it sounds. It's literally stretching your arms out and yawning. And if you think about babies, when they wake up, they do this. As soon as they wake up, they do a stretch and a yawn. If you think about, if you've got pets, think about your cats or your dogs, even hamsters. Lots of animals do this. They wake up and they do this stretch and a yawn. And it's a natural reset for the body. If you're feeling a bit nervous, if you're feeling a bit tense about the journey that you're going to do, before you get in the car, do a quick stretch and a yawn and give it a try and see if that will help to reset your body a little bit. A quick summary of some of the things that we've suggested are to... Keep an eye on your posture. Make sure that you're sitting or standing straight so that you can breathe properly. If you can, give power posing a try if you don't feel too self-conscious or if you can find somewhere to give it a go and look up that Amy Cuddy TED Talk on YouTube. 
If you've got tight muscles and if you're gripping the steering wheel, then have a go at that exercise of flicking the tension out of your fingers and also screwing up your face and lifting your shoulders up to your ears and releasing. So that idea of tensing tense muscles more and then releasing and letting some of that tension go. Smiling definitely changes the way that you feel. So if there's only one tip that you take away from this podcast, then try smiling. And pandiculation is that idea of having a stretch and a yawn to reset your nervous system. And if you are feeling tense, in particular driving situations, then after you've driven, when you've got some time to reflect, have a think about why you feel so tense in those situations. If it's because you've got some gaps in your knowledge or understanding, then do something about it. Do some research, find out to fill those gaps so that you don't feel stressed next time in the same situation. So we hope that you found some of those tips useful. Let us know if you have. We'd love to hear from you and all of our contact details are in the show notes. If you have a question that you would like to ask Kev or I for us to feature in a future podcast, then leave us a message on our SpeakPipe page. And so in the meantime, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.